All right. Uh, we are here at per, on Perak Yudbez. It's page Tzadi, if you're following, uh, following along in the, uh, the Feldheim, the Sears Yisharim. Now, re- all, all things being, I really should have finished off this Perak last week because we spent, you know, we spent four Shirim on uh, Nikias, really more, maybe five or six Shirim on Nikias, uh, which we talked about, which is rationalizing and overcoming rationalization and personal vested interest in terms of uh, mitzvahs and stuff like that. Uh, and, to, and judging situations from a third party. Uh, this is the last chapter. He just goes through it very quickly. Uh, it talks about how to become a nucky, become someone who is able to, to do this. Um, and then we're going to launch into a whole different uh, situation. So let's just let's just finish this up, and then we'll give uh, a proper uh, introduction to uh, Paragud Gimel. So Paragud Bays, in, term, in terms of acquiring uh, Nikios, Right, says says Ramchal again. What are we talking about again? Be, to be a nucky, to be cleanliness is, is the worst translation ever. But to be someone who's able to rationalize, to not rationalize and pull themselves out of situations and view it as if you know it's a third party looking down, uh, says Ramchal simply is to be a talmid chacham or a talmidah chachama. Right. In short, right, just simply to study and know Torah. Right. Because we talked about what happens. But how does this come about, this mistake that people make when they tend to rationalize or they aren't able to be impartial in figuring out a halakhic situation? It's because of the vagueness of their knowledge, right? Whether it's halakha or musa, right? As we pointed out, you know, you need to study the corresponding halakhos, the corresponding musa concepts. Uh, people tend to trip up in, in this area because either they don't know the details and, and B, either they tend to rationalize. Right, so if you know something is usher, 100% that it's usher, right? Pig is treif, right? That we know. So if it's pig, if they're trying to serve you bacon, so then there's no room for rationalization, right? If you know something is treif, you're not going to eat it. <coughs> Excuse me. The moment you don't know and you're not sure, that's when you run into trouble and you start rationalizing. Okay, maybe it's not really treif, maybe it's just a chumrah, maybe this, maybe that. So... While it's hard to work on a person's rationalization, right, the fact, to, to make yourself not rationalize situations and make yourself not, uh, you know, be partial uh, is very difficult. So that's a human characteristic. But what you can do is you can work on the gray areas, right? If you only rationalize the gray areas when you're not sure exactly what the luck is, so turn that gray into black and white and then you'll know. Then you'll know it's either mutter or usser and you no longer need to rationalize it, right? That's, that's, that's the strategy here and that's why if you notice this chapter is not even two pages long. Right, so a person needs to know the halakha, right? You have to spend a few minutes a day on Shemir Salashin, a few minutes a day on uh, studying Hilcha Shabbos or money Kilkasar or, or you know, doctor Kilkaso, Hilkas Yichud, whatever. Right? People need to you need to spend time studying. There's no there's no uh, you know two ways about it. Uh, since people tend to forget all the small details, not only do you have to study, you have to do Chazar as well. Right? Human nature is such, and the Yitzhar the is such, is that we remember all sort of obscure details about the stupidest things in the world, but you don't remember the important stuff. Uh, so what, what's required is that we have to learn it once, and then we have to review, and we have to review, we have to review, right? You watch a movie a hundred times, and you'll know it by heart. Right? You read Harry Potter ten times, and you know it by heart. So the same thing with halacha, right? Eventually, you put in the effort, and eventually it sticks. And the same thing by midos, as we mentioned uh, last year. Right? When a person studies musr, they become aware of the details that they didn't realize, right? Strategies to combat certain character traits or certain character traits that they didn't realize was negative, Right, you become aware of something you were struggling with, 
uh, and that will lead you to analyze situations in your life that aren't necessarily even in the Musr's Farim. Right? You'll just be trained to think that way. So a person also needs to put in some time you know, studying uh, these types of Musr's Farim, which is Baruch Hashem what we're doing right now. Um, and in terms of just the Ramchal Rashi's, in terms of what will keep a person from the Kiyas, it's the same things we've been mentioning before. I, again, the Kiyas is you know, avoiding Averos, right? So what keeps a person from avoiding Averos? So the th- three things we mentioned uh, by Zihirus, but which is uh, the physical world, the, the, the difficulties of, of us living in a physical world, uh, making tzchok, making, uh, uh, making light and joking around about every situation, having a bad chevra, having bad friends, right? in addition to not knowing the details, but, but those three things will take a person uh, out of this concept, concept of Nikias. Right? As, as it says, lo amaretz chasid, that someone who doesn't know the halacha can't be a chasid, can't be a tzaddik. Right? If you don't know, you can't do Right, again, people always, you know, always ask this classic question in seminary, yeshivas, etc. Why can't I just be a good person? Right? Well, I'll just be a nice person. I don't have to stress about knowing all the mitzvahs or whatever it is. So, okay, so th- this is exactly the answer, right? You can't be firm without knowing what to do. Right? Uh, my Rebbe of Miller said, pointed out that Kuzari says, that your intentions are great. But your actions are not. Right? Your intentions are good. You can have all the good intentions in the world, but if you're bowing down to a tree... That's not Judaism, right? Uh, there's a story in uh, in, uh, in Masechah Smachos about Rabbi Akiva. When Rabbi Akiva was first getting, you know, starting out, when he was first learning, so the story goes that he found the Mace Mitzvah, a dead body in the middle of the road. So he carried it all the way to the base Medrash to ask it, them what to do with it. And they told him, you should have buried it where you found it. Well, you should, instead, you slept it as far as as far as you could, you should go back and bury it. So if you don't know what to do, right, you can't be a tzaddik, and that's basically uh, the the issue over here. Okay, let's let's move to Perikah Gimel. Now Perikah Gimel starts. I don't know. I don't remember if I mentioned the Mesilas Yisharim is basically three separate sections. We just finished section one, which is if you it's, if you look at the book, it's basically halfway in physical pages, but it's it's the first section. Uh, of the Sefer, um, and very often people only learn the first section, right? It's very, you know, it's very common for people to learn, uh, you know, just the beginning, uh, the first two prokim. Sometimes people don't, don't even get to Nikias, and, and when they get through the Nikias, sometimes they stop in Nikias, because admittedly, right, it's a very, very high level, um, and the stuff that we're going to study now is an even higher level, which, like I said before, is, is uh, you know, very difficult to relate to, but inherently valuable, I think, uh, to study. Um, uh, you know, basically the Ramchal just writes that there are three stages in getting to be a Yashar, right? If we're, we're learning Mesilas Yisharim, right, the path of the Yashar, the path of, path of the translator as the just or the, or the righteous, or whatever you want, the per- person working on the street path, there are three stages. Uh, there's a Tzaddik, which we've been talking about up until now, right? If you do Zihirus, Zirizus, and Nikios, the last three character traits that we talked about, so then you'll get to be a Tzaddik, please God. There's a next level, which we're going to talk about now, which is called the Chassid, and then there's something called the Kadosh. Uh, so, so, so far, we, uh, we've gotten to the first step of becoming a Tzaddik, and that's what a Kadosh Baruch ex- ex- uh, expects of us, right? We're not, this is not, that's not, up until now, there's been no talk of any extra credit, right? This is, that was just what we're supposed to be doing, right? As hard as it seems, as difficult as that seems to, seems to be, right? Up until now, that was kind of like, I don't want to say Aleph based, but that was like, that's what a Kosh Baruch Hu expects of us. Mitzvos, Averos, avoiding Averos, doing Mitzvos, etc. Now, this already separates the men from the boys, the women from the girls. By the second level is someone who wants to get closer to a Kosh Baruch Hu and do more than the minimum. So this is called being a Chassid. 
Now, this is not has nothing to do with Peus and Strymals and Bekishas and living in Meishar. It has nothing to do with that. Just simply what they call the second level, right? If, if you're going to talk in hierarchies, there's a Tzadik, and then there's a Chassid is a little bit above it. So, just like we had Midos that correspond to the Los Assays and the Assay, right? The, the performative Mitzvahs and, and the Isurim, right? By, by beginning to be a Tzadik, Right, we had Zahirus, which means stay away from the Yisurim, and Zrizus, which meant get up and go and do the mitzvos. So, so too, over here, we're going to have corresponding uh, you know, midos uh, in the realm of being a chassid. And the first one is called prishus. It's called prishus. It's translated horribly in, this, in the Feldheim as abstinence. It's absolutely not abstinence, as we'll explain in a second. In fact, abstinence is actually the, the wrong way to view prishus, as we'll explain. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to give a second before we explain what it is. But basically, Prishos is the second level of avoiding Isurim. Right? It's stage two. Right? Well, you avoid all the Isurim in stage one. Now we're on stage two of, of avoiding Isurim. Okay? Basically, this is what's called Lifnim Mishuras Hadid, going beyond the letter of the law. So, what does it mean to go beyond the letter of the law for avoiding Isurim? Uh, so that's just to read a little bit of the first paragraph over here on page Tzadi Beis. Okay, we explained that that was talking about a Tzadik. Um, <coughs> sorry, one second. Second paragraph. is what Chazal said. Right? Make yourself holy with that which is mutter to you. You want to live a holy life in a, in in the realm of things that are mutters. Now, what does that mean? Now, what does that mean? So, for example, someone learns Hilchus uh, Kashrus, and you're learning Rav Moshe, Rav Moshe Feinstein's Psak, that in America, O-U-D milk, which is Chalav Stam, technically, O-U-D milk is totally fine. Right? There's no concern of trace milk. Right? Uh, so people can drink O-U-D, that's Rav Moshe Paskin. But you decide that you're only going to drink Chalav Yisrael. Right? You're only going to drink Chalav Yisrael, even though technically in America, OUD is okay. Right? That's one step beyond the letter uh, of the law. Right? If your family minog is to wait uh, three hours between meat and milk, you're going to wait six. But you're going beyond the letter of the law. Now, obviously, we have to define that, as, as we'll say in a second. Right? There's a, definitely a concept of a chasim shota, uh, that uh, someone who's a chasim who's also an idiot. Right? People take off on ridiculous chumras. Mishael Sashem is going to mention in a second that Shlomo Melech writes in Mishlei, al tzadik arbe. Right? Don't be too from, to translate in the literal, uh, in the vernacular. But we have to define exactly uh, you know, what is a silly chumrah and what is appropriate chumrah, but that's what we're talking about, right? Kaddish asmacha b'motor lecha, make yourself holy in that which, what, in, in what is mutter to you, right? And to distance yourself from the ister, from the ister uh, in question, um, and, and taking a step back, right? You make an extra fence for yourself, right? And the purpose, as he says, the karvan of that you don't even want to approach the Isser in question, right? You, you don't even you don't even want to walk on the edge of a cliff. Right? You might not fall off. You have tremendous balance, but you don't even want to take the chance, right? So that we're going to take a step back uh, from the cliff. And in the third paragraph, right, the, the Ramchal just illustrates there, just to clarify what he's talking about over here. There are three levels. He says there are three, not three levels, but there are three types of isurim, three types of things that a person refrains from doing. One is the Isurim, right? It says, thou shalt not, I don't know, murder, kill, whatever. Right? That's A. Torah mitzvot, Torah Isurim. B, this is what's called a Siog, 
a siyag is a fence. These are the durabalans, right? These are the durabalans, muktzah uh, on Shabbos, etc., etc. Um, and finally, three is that what's called the harachakos and harachikim. That's what we're talking about over here. That a person takes upon themselves above and beyond to distance themselves as much as they can from avera. Like, whatever you think of the Hasidim who don't sit next to women on a plane, right? I don't know if you ever encounter that. So whatever you think about that, that's their harachakos, right? No, one's, no one says, at least that I'm aware of, no posek that I'm aware of says that that type of incidental negiyah, right, once in a while, just, you know, whatever, brushing a, you know, an arm or something, no one says that that's usher. But they want to stay away from it as much as they can, so they go to great lengths not to sit next to women on planes. Fine, okay, whatever you hold of that. But that's what we're talking about over here, going a little bit further uh, than the halacha dictates. Now, just turn the page on Tzadi Gimel, the Ramchal asks the obvious question. Now, where do you see that this is a good idea? Where do you see, like, this is a good idea? Right? Where do you see that this is a good idea? Right? He quotes a bunch of chazals over here. <coughs> it says that it's not appropriate to take into your own hands and start making you surim. Right? Isn't that, it says the Yerushalmi, quotes the Yerushalmi in the Dharim. Is it not enough what the Torah asked her? You, you have to expand on that. Right? There's a concept of a Mosif Goreya, that if you add, you're taking away. Right? Adding on is not necessarily positive. You can even hurt yourself. Right? Again, the most famous example is Adam and Chava. Right? We're told not to eat from the Etadas. Although they decided to make a Chumrah, don't touch the Etadas and the snake and the, the Nachash trap them right, with that exact thing. Right, so again, and, and theoretically, just to, the Ramchal continues, right, anything that needed to be reinforced was has already been reinforced by Chazal. Right, we have a ton of Durabanans. How many Durabanans we have? A ton. Right, Yom Tov Sheni, not Rosh Hashanah, but Yom Tov Sheni is Durabanan. We have all these tremendous amount of Durabanans. Right, again, in the Dever Sof, you could just turn yourself into a monk. Right, again, the Yushami Kedushin says over here that, that uh, a person is judged for not enjoying the Olam Haza that, that, uh, that is mutter to you. Right, he quotes, uh, yeah. A person's going to be judged on uh, not partaking of the gifts and the beautiful things that Akash Baruch has given to him in this world. So, what in the world? Right, why? Why should a person add on extra yisurim? So, Tshuva he says the Ramchal in the last paragraph on page seventy Gimel. Right, the answer is that there are other states of, statements of Chazal. Right, the Pazik says, Kedoshim to you, uh, and uh, you know, the Sifra says that means you should be Prushim, that you should abstain from things. Right, he quotes a Gemara and Titus, that anybody who fasts is, is holy, right, uh, so, certainly uh, someone who's a Nazar is holy. Tzachizkiyo uh, Amalek was only, even though they, he had tremendous amount of wealth and riches, he only ate, you know, a salad for lunch or whatever, he didn't eat like a king. Right, he quotes a bunch of these that, that we'll just kind of go through. Um, that uh, basically, that, that because I'll explain that it is good to take uh, extra chumras. So the question is, as he says in, on, on Tzadi Dalit on the second paragraph, there, what's the difference? Right? Meaning, how do you understand? I mean, on the one hand, you have chazals that say you shouldn't be so from. Don't take too many chumras. On the other hand, there are a bunch of chazals that say, yeah, you should abstain from physical pleasures and you should take chumras and, and you know guard yourself from iser. But you have contradicting. Uh, so, so what do you? How do you answer it? Says Ramchal, there's two types of precious. <coughs> there are two ty- There's precious and there's precious. The good precious is as follows. Like we explained, this entire world is filled with nisyonos, 
with tests. Right? Rabbi, Rabbi said, Esther Younggrace has a book called Life is a Test. Amazing, highly recommended. Uh, life is a test. Right, long story short. And he says over here in the third paragraph on Sadi Dalid, right, call in Yani Haolan Nisyonos Laodim. Everything. Every, the physical world is a test. Right? And humanity has its weaknesses. So as much as a person is able to run away from evil, the better. Right? There is no physical pleasure right, that doesn't contain within it some possibility of pitfall, even though it is mutter. Right? As he says at the end of the paragraph, Ki ein tanug olami right? There is no pleasure that doesn't have some sort of pitfall or potential uh, for disaster. For example, eating and drinking, right? Kosher food, welcome and allowed, wonderful. But, as he says, the Ramchal says over here, you fill your stomach too much, it leads to precus ol, it leads to a laziness, it leads to, a, you know, a feeling of not interested in getting up and doing anything. Drinking wine, which is mutter, right, could lead to immorality, etc., etc. Uh, if a person gets, he says over here, he paints a picture of a person getting himself accustomed to delicacies, which are mutter, <coughs> but then let's say he can't obtain them necessarily, let's say by monetarily, he can't obtain them, so he'll have to work harder, get another job, and if he can't get the money legally, he'll get it illegally. He didn't have to do any of this. He could have just eaten normal food, and he wouldn't have had to, he didn't have to be so finicky. Right, we talked about Nikias, that people have to, you know, very often feel like they should keep up with the Joneses, with foods and possessions and everything. So that this, even though those things are technically mutter, right, it, it could lead a person down, you know, uh, you know, to a downward spiral just from overindulging a little bit. It gives an example of the Ben Sora Mora. Ben Sora Mora is a kid who steals a little bit of money to buy food and meat. Torah says you should kill him because he'll end up he'll, he'll end up murdering people. Right? The Ramchal quotes over here the Nazir that Nazir is back to back with Sota. Right, those two partios are next to each other uh, to say that any the Gemara learns that anyone who saw Sota would swear off wine. Now wine is mutter, but that's what it leads to. Right, a Sota doesn't just happen by itself. Right, Sota happen, a Sota starts at a cocktail party, and one thing leads to another, and A leads to B, leads to C, leads to D, and then you have an issue, and then you have issues. So if you don't want to get to D, so a person will make offense at A, and you won't get there. Right? If uh, a person's not ready to get married, you know, let's say you're going to med school, right? Grad, med school, and they're not, not going to be able to support themselves for a long time. Let's say in, in seminary, all the, let's say in seminary, a person wants to start dating in seminary. You're not going to get married for four years. Now, there's no guarantee that a person's dating for four years won't be involved in Averos, but why get involved in dating at all if you're not ready to get married, married for four or five years? So that that's that's that it gives a bunch of you know examples over here. I'm just on I'm trying to skim through it a little bit, just in the interest of time. Right? He has pays tzadivav. He talks about clothing. Right? There is no real you know Torah law based on color or style of clothing. I don't mean like uh, obviously the sniut or whatever, but I meant like um, once you're talking about sniut, the clothing that are that are te- you know totally fine. So there's no like pink. Feather, not feathers, uh, glitter, whatever. I, I can't even think of examples. But uh, there's no issue in terms of actual clothing. But right, fancy clothes leads to a certain mindset and arrogance, uh, maybe an extra attraction if it's a certain you know you know method of dress. Uh, so that person has to be careful about traveling. Is is mutter? You know, talking is wonderful. Is mutter? You know, assuming they're not involved in some isur. But one thing can lead to another, right? Going to see the world and see a Kosh Baruch Hu's, uh, you know, cities and, and how people live. You want to take a trip to Amsterdam, that's really fun. But if that gets you in the, into the red light district, so then you have an issue. <laughs> if, if you're going to talk about Meaningful People podcast, uh, that's wonderful. 
But if that leads, you know, somehow to some Lashon Hara, so then it's not. And so the bottom line, Klal Adamar says, Rav Chal, in the third paragraph, in Sadivav, right? Kol inyane ha'olam enom elas Everything, right? The world is entirely filled with traps and tests. And if a person doesn't want to get involved in Nisyonos, right? We daven every single day, right? We say, lowly day, don't bring us lowly day Nisayon. Don't bring us to a Nisayon. Don't bring us to the test. We, it tests our heart, right? So that's the good type of precious. That you should try and avoid, uh, <coughs> get yourself out of different tests, and take only what you need, right? Take. We have a wonderful world of Hanos, wonderful world of physical. You know, Kashbaru put us in a beautiful world, and a person should, you know, enjoy it. But limit yourself to the pleasures that are mutter, and also try and take what you need and not more, right? Again, to clarify, the word is not when he says when the Chal writes, "Take whatever you need." He's going to say this at the end, but I'll just clarify now. But it doesn't mean like bare minimum, like take what you need. He's not saying, okay, everybody, yeah, you can eat as much food as, that. all the food in the world is mutter, but you should really try and live on burnt toast and water. That's not what he's saying, right? Technically, that's all you need, burnt toast and water, but, okay, whatever you need, he's saying, is what you need, right? It could be physical, it could be psychological, right? It could change depending on the times. Uh, you have a lot of work, to, so you want to have some ice cream you're, you're before a test, after a test, stress eating. Right? It's that's that's you know you sometimes you need that right in Tishrei. Sometimes you need different things that when you're in Shvat. Shvat is the middle of the dead of the winter. Sometimes you need to pick me up in the middle of uh, of the winter. Tishrei, you might feel more inspired, so you can do with less. Right? Sometimes a person needs to relax. Sometimes a person needs to indulge, and you have to do whatever is good for your physical and mental health. But Prisha says not beyond that. Yes, even though it's mutter, it's mutter to have the sixth bag of M and M's, whatever. But there are potential consequ- consequences of indulging in, in such, such types of things. Um, that's that's precious. That's going lefnim mishuras adin. That's kadosh atav b'mutterlach. Right, that makes you makes yourself holy in things that are mutter to you. Now, if this is such a high level, says Ramchal, just to, he cuts himself off before he explains the bad type of precious. Right, if this is such a high level, right? I'm on uh, page Sadi Zayin in, in the second paragraph there. And Tishal Vatomer Imkain, if this is really important, Lama Logazru Chachamim, right? Why did Chazal institute all this? Right? If you really, you know, forget the, if you're telling me that the fences that Chazal set up are not enough, right? And really the highest level is to move beyond. So why didn't Chazal extend the fence, you know, just move the goalposts, right? Extend the fence a little further. So the answer is, the Gemara says in Babakama, that there's something called Ein Rova Tzibur Yecholu That most of the Tzibur, if Chazal are going to make Xerah, they're going to make a Takana, then it has to be that most of the people uh, can deal with it, can do it. Uh, and if if not, uh, so then it's, that's not a thing. Then the Chazal, we're not going to impose that uh, on Am Yisrael. So, says Ramchal, as sobering as it is, not everybody can be a Chassid. Right, again, up until now, we've been talking about being a tzaddik, uh, and that is what a Kosh Baruch expects of us. Everybody can be a tzaddik, we can all avoid Yisurim, we can all do mitzvahs. But this second level of uh, taking a step above, right, not everyone is able to, right? Not everybody is able to be a chassid. We should be so lucky to be a tzaddik, but people have, people have limitations. Uh, I'll be honest, I often wonder, not often, I, I sometimes wonder if the ideal... If the ideal Jewish existence is to be, you know, that uh, that Mea Sharim Chassid that we talked about, you know, a couple of minutes ago, 
that he learns all day, totally involved in Torah and Judaism, knows nothing of the outside world. Uh, you know, I wonder if that's the ideal. But I was born into a different world. My neshama was placed into the different situation. And even if that is the ideal, I'm not, I'm not necessarily convinced it is, but even if, even if that is the ideal, I, I can't get there. I simply can't. I, I'm not getting there. So being a chassid is not for everybody. Um, but some of us can get to the next level. So that's what the Ramchal says, that Chazal didn't want to be gozer, that everybody has to do this, because if you say everybody has to do this, you'll lose most of the nation. But some of us can't. And that's why he writes this, and that's why, again, why I think it's, it's valuable to study it. And the people who do get tremendously close to the Kosh and not only is it good for themselves, but they raise Klai Yisrael up. Right? Klai Yisrael, Klai Yisrael, Revim Zevelazeh, everybody's one, Klai Yisrael is one goof, and these people are the head, right? These people are as close to Kosh Baruch as they can be. Well, I guess before being uh, the, the next level, but okay. But that's, uh, that's, that's, that's the idea. That's why Chazal word goes there, <coughs> that we all have to get to this level, because some of us can and some of us can't. Okay, that, so that's the good type of precious. When we're talking about precious, we're talking about extending Isurim slightly, <coughs> excuse me, to make sure that we, uh, you know, we avoid the cliff, that we don't walk near the cliff. Instead of balancing uh, on the edge, what then is the bad type of precious? So it's funny. He says it's funny language. He says Kederach Hagoyim Hasechlat It's like like the uh, the silly guy right? who deny themselves right, pleasure uh, in strange ways and afflict themselves by refraining from you know by even the most basic needs. Right, like monks and people who are literally abstinence, right? Again, abstinence implies refraining entirely, which is not what we're talking about. Right? Abstinence is uh, is probably is a poor translation, but that's like the bad precious, right? Chazal want us to get married and have families and be with our spouses and to eat good food on yontif, etc. But uh, the silly times of precious is just like you know making stuff up and saying I'm going to fast, you know, three days a week for no reason. Uh, you know, it, it's very it's very nice if you decide you want to fast for whatever. But but if you're going to miss morning skating or sleep through davening or have a headache throughout all your classes, so what's the point? That's a scar of Afsedo, right? You're losing, uh, you know, you're losing all of your, uh, you know, the, the scar. You're losing all the benefit. Right? It's very want very nice to want to avoid uh, temptations and immorality. But we have a mitzvah pru revu, right? It's mitzvah to have children to get married, etc., etc. Right? Pesach Mishlei says Gomel nafsho ischased. Right, and you got to take care of yourself, right? And uh, you know, he quotes a bunch of. Uh, well, actually, that's the next one. That's the next paragraph. But before we get there, um, yeah, okay, no, we can do that. And that's what he says that Gomel Nafsho Ishcha said that Hillel would say that, that pasuk said that pasuk in Mishlei means that a person right should basically take care of himself, right? Someone who Gomel Nafsho, someone who does Chesed for himself, is is an Ish Chesed, right? Someone who takes care. Sorry, <coughs> Gomel Nafsho, someone who does Gemilas Chasadim. Someone who does chesed with his own nefesh, that's an ish chesed. That's a, that's a, that's a tzaddik. So you know what he said, Hill said about that? that? That's eating breakfast. That's literally what he says. He says that's alachilas boker. That's eating breakfast in the world, in the morning. So harei lecha klal hamiti. So the rule is, says the Ramchal, right? Whatever a shekol masha inu murcha kol adam binyanam holam hazeh roi lo farish mehem. If it's above and beyond what you literally need, then you could separate. Then you could have a concept of precious of, of extending uh, the Isra a little bit and kind of abstaining. But, and this is where he said before, where I said we would quote it, kol ma shahaya mukrachlo, 
anything that a person needs. Any for any reason, physical, mental, psychological, whatever. He says it twice. Ramchal didn't waste words, right? Is it muchrach lo? It's it's needed for you. He says that twice. If you sit, if you refrain from that, then you're a sinner. Then you're a chote, right? To the point where a person needs to. It says Ramchal, there's a general rule. A person needs to take care of themselves. Full stop. That whatever you need to do within the realm of obviously mitzvahs, with mitzvahs, something that's mutter, you got to take care of yourself. If you're faced with something that's not intrinsic to what you need, so then there is a high level of pulling back because that will, you know, because of, you know, overindulging in physical things, even though their mother can lead to issues. But whatever you need, for whatever reason, right, whatever you feel is necessary, so then that's important for you to, to do. And if you abstain from that, so then you're a chote, then you're a sinner. If you need nine hours of sleep at night, you take it. If you need to have a fancy breakfast every morning, then you take it. Right? And they still, just in the last paragraph, he says, obviously, this is all subjective. Right? Obviously, this is all subjective. And a person needs to try and think about this um, for themselves. And the more time you spend, you know, kind of analyzing this and understanding this, so then, uh, you know, the better off things will be. All right. That's where we'll stop it over here. We'll go right there, I guess, with the next, I don't know, next Monday's Rosh Hashanah. So we'll see when the next year will be. But uh, great to see everybody. Great to see you.